Today's pizzas are brought to us by Duds of Chiropractic, and the microphones you hear us on are brought to us from Empire Towing and Recovery. Listener's discretion is advised. Sawbells Podcast. All right, folks, welcome back to uh, episode number five, week four of the uh, of the Bills. Um, yep, you heard that correct. We have uh, sponsors, so uh, round of applause for the team. And um, thank you for the uh, partnership that we have started with uh, Dogs of Chiropractic and Empire Towing and Recovery. Um, that being said, we... Um, we will get into the pizzas this week. We have Mustachios versus Macy's. Um, Mustachios is over on Elmwood and Girard, I believe, and Macy's is on the corner of Delaware and Hamilton Boulevard. All right, um, Kellen, why don't you start us off with our first category with the uh, presentation? All right, um, for the presentation. That one goes to mustachios because when I looked at that pizza, I was like, damn, that looks like it's going to be a good pizza. The pepperoni was like perfectly charred on the sides. And then when I was looking at Macy's, it just, I don't know, it didn't look as good. The pepperonis were, they were uh, not charred. And it had like, and it had like these all this other seasoning on it, and it didn't really appeal to me. That okay. was my favorite. That's what I liked. I liked Macy's better. When you looked at it, and they had like looked like they had taken some cheese, kind of sprinkled it all over the top of the pizza afterwards, and just let it melt in a little bit. Looked good to me. Presentation for me went to Macy's. I liked theirs a little bit better, even though I did get excited when I saw a little bit of char on those. Pepperonis on the mustachios. I do like it that way. Uh, let me let me interrupt for a second as moderator. We do have a new uh, guest today with us. His name is Jamie, and uh, I've known him for approximately nine years. Uh, a a noco, in a uh, former noco individual. The other two voices you do know is Kellen and Skip. So, uh, J- Jamie, why don't you uh, give us a two second. Uh, Hello, or intro, or uh, bio. Hello, hello. Um, my name's Jamie. I work with Kyle. Um, that's about it. I mean, see him every day at work, and he suckered me into this. <laughs> so, <laughs> so here I am. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that's too- Lured you in with free pizza. That's right. Okay, Jamie, why don't you uh, continue on the uh, presentation category? All right, on that presentation here, I actually went with mustachios only because when you open the box, it just, that's like what pizza looks like, you know, the, the pepperoni and all that stuff, and it just looked really good. Um, Macy's looked great. I actually enjoyed seeing the extra seasonings and all the other things they added to the pizza, but just that typical pizza look, I think, went to mustachios. I really felt uh, that it, uh, presentation was right there. All right, this guy. This guy's a natural. He's you gotta bring him back. You, you earned yourself a week two visit. We're gonna get a hold of the legal team and see if we can uh, write up a uh, contract before this is over. <laughs> get him while he's cheap. <laughs> yeah. 
Get him on a rookie contract. Exactly. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, Sean, welcome back for another week. I'm going to make things difficult for Kyle today because I'm going to tie up the score right here, the presentation, pepperonis. I, I don't. I haven't been wowed by anyone's pepperoni. No one has really differentiated their pepperoni since we've been doing this podcast. But I'm going to go with Skip, and I'm going to tie the score. Macy's hits my vote. Um, theirs was just unique. It was a different kind of style. I've never seen it before. The melted cheese on top of the pepperoni. It was uh, very, very, very different. And um, yeah, it's right now. It's two two, Kyle. So it's uh, you're the tiebreaker. Go for it. I may catch some flack for this, but I, as I've said in previous pizza reviews, I like a pizza that is not the standard, typical photograph of a pizza i like them a little uh you know obviously different and uh sometimes uh look like a i I don't want to say looks like a disaster but just like it's made in an environment where it was hostile you know just they're slinging pizzas and cheese and throwing toppings and you know stuff like that so that being said and, and remind you this is not Throwing shade, right, Colin? Yes. All right, throwing shade on any pizza over another. But I, like I said, I do enjoy a crazy-looking pizza, and I went with Macy, and that, like, Parmesan sprinkling topping definitely um, caught, my, caught my eye, like that little glistening, you know? Um, so, Kellen, what did you think about the cook time were they cooked enough not enough too much um so for this one i had a tie i think they were both pretty darn close they both tasted like they were cooked enough not neither tasted like one was undercooked nor overcooked okay i did not like the cook on macy's i thought it was just a little bit overdone even though I do like a little bit of a char, um, I thought Macy's was just a little bit, just gave me a little bit more of a, a chewier uh, taste to it when I was eating it. But uh, I did like, but mustachios, I thought, on the other hand, was just a little bit underdone. If they could have just left it in the oven another minute or so, I think it, that would have been ideal for that pizza. Jamie? Um I actually kind of agree with you on that. Um, I, the only thing I found with pistachios, it was weird. It was like it was the top and the outer crust ring was almost overcooked, but then the underneath was not not as much. It was it was kind of a weird combination. And um, the Macy's, I actually, I went with the the cook on that only because it didn't have quite as much burnt around the outside. And um, I'm not a huge burnt crust guy, so that was really my preference is the, the not not as burnt. I just find that better for you know, dip in the blue cheese. John? Yeah, I'm going to take, uh, I looked at both. Uh, the one thing that kind of separated these two pizzas, I think, was the way they were cooked. The um, pistachios, I think you guys nailed it, was a tad bit undercooked, which I enjoyed. I actually liked it a little soft like that. They got my score. They got my victory. They got my points, pistachio, for a, a softer, doughier pizza. Um, nothing wrong with Macy's. Macy's did a, a nice job, too, but theirs was a little, little overcooked, but I... I don't think it. Uh, I don't think it hinders the flavor either way. I just that's my preference. I like kind of a softer dough. So mustachios got my points for for the cook and crust category. All right, yeah, those are 
um, almost synonymous with each other, right? So the interesting thing about Macy's crust, and um, I'll come to the cook in a second, is it was almost like a deep dish crust. Really a good um, support structure to eat the blue cheese, you know? I mean, let's be honest. You just need something besides your finger to eat blue cheese on, so... The, the that um, that deep dish crust is is definitely interesting. Like I don't know if we've had a pizza that had that kind of deep dish crust that's fully top to bottom on the edge there. Um, and the mustachios crust was was good. It had that initial crunch, and then it's tender on the inside. Um, the cook Macy's bottom crust was very similar to the consistency of the deep dish where it's dense. And if you like dense, it's, it's good. It, uh, you know, the, the, your teeth go through the Macy's bite or sorry, the, your teeth go through the mustachios. Uh, it's, it's a nicer, you know, cause it's the bottom was cooked really well on the mustachios bottom. It's almost like if you could morph the two together, you'd really have an outstanding pizza. So, I do like the denser um, crust, but I it, it was a tie for me. So, all right, sorry, long winded there. It was almost if the mustachios pizza, or not sorry, I apologize, not mustachio. The Macy's. It was almost like it was cooked in a pan. Had the little dots in the bottom. It was almost like it was, you know, it just had a different finish to the underneath side than the uh, mustachios. Almost like. A- the opposite of pips on a golf ball or uh, dimples or dimples, whatever. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it had something on there, which kind of gave me a weird little mouth texture when I was eating it. But uh, it was still good, yep. still good. Yep. Um, all right. Um, next category is uh, cheese. Why don't we do um, cheese sauce toppings at one time, Colin? Cheese sauce and toppings. Let her rip. Okay. So for the cheese, I let that one go to Macy's. Um, it just tasted a little bit better to me. It was a little more like, you know, what you like look for in a cheese. I don't know how to explain it. For my sauce, I went with mustachios. Me personally, I think that the mustachios sauce was a little sweeter, and I kind of like liked that in a sauce. Macy's didn't really have that. And then for toppings... I had to go mustachios. That pepperoni was just delicious. The char, when you just take a bite, it's just like the it had the perfect crunch. So I had to give that one to mustachios. I liked I liked the cheese on mustachios a little bit better than Macy's. Macy's was a little more solid. It didn't give a real good pull to it when you kind of ate it you didn't have that little bit of that softness that uh, that i like a little stringiness to it the sauce for me was pistachios macy's was just a little too sweet for me i like sweet in my spaghetti sauce but not on my pizza sauce and the toppings those pepperonis were fantastic on pistachios they had a little bit of a a crust burnt crust on the on the rim of the of it and it just was fantastic. That and I, I love the fact that there was a little bit of char on the uh, the crust, which gave me the whole package for me. I liked it, Jamie. Um, yeah, the cheese. I agree. I went uh, mustachios on the cheese. I found it had a good. Um, 
know if the word uh, dexterity, like a nice stretch when you were taking a bite out of it, where I found that uh, Macy's didn't quite have that. Um, the sauce, though, I did go with Macy's because I enjoy a sweet sauce, and I just I thought it was really good. Um, I don't know if the um, uh, sprinkle cheese that they use or something added to it. It just it was a nice it was a nice add on to the sauce for me. Um, and actually, the toppings I went with mustachio because of those pepperonis and the cup and char, and all, they, they just looked great and uh, had a nice crunch to it. And it was uh, definitely enjoyable. Sean. Yes, when it came down to it, uh, Macy's got my cheese, the, the sauce. I don't think I've ever had a, a sweet sauce, semi-sweet sauce is how I would describe it. Um, when I think of it, it's it's in the category of a sweet sauce, Macy's is, but it's, it's a hint of it. It's not full-blown. I do, as mentioned earlier, I do like a sweet sauce. So uh, Macy's got my cheese sauce, and I consider the toppings, again, the pepperoni, not to be any radically different. So pepperoni was a draw for me. So that was uh, my cheese sauce and toppings. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I went with the Macy cheese. It's almost like they give you free extra cheese when you don't order it. Um, I, I love cheese. Everyone that knows me knows I love cheese. I've eaten bricks in a sitting, so they all know. Um not to say that Mustachios didn't have enough cheese, just Macy's, like I said, gave you extra. Um, for the bonus, sauce... Bonus cheese. Bonus cheese, yes. Um, for the sauce, I went with Mustachios. It, it, hit, the, it hit the dial there for me. Um, the, the Macy's with the cheese on the top um, did give it a, a, a nice little extra to it, but... Uh, the sauce, like like others have said, was a, a, a level too much for the sweet, but it was still good. Um, the topping, for sure, uh, the mustachios had like pitcher-esque perfect cup and charonis. The sear on the outer rims were just pre-blackened, and they, they curled up nice. There was some juices in there. Um, and, you know, and... and Macy's toppings were also good, but the cup and char really put them over the edge. That being said, if you do want to see what we're talking about, we did start a new YouTube channel. It's called Zabil's Podcast 716. Um, Z-A-B-I-L-L-S-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Number, nope, nope, 716. No number, nothing. Just 716. Sorry about that. Um, yeah, you'll be able to see what we're talking about there. All right, um, Kellen, uh, and now uh, let's say uh, let's hear who you preferred. I preferred Mustachios over Macy's. Highly recommend. All close right, one. close one for me, but when it came down to it, I think it was those pepperonis that put it over for me, and the fact that there was a little bit of char. On that crust, which is what I love, I am a I love a good wood wood fired pizza if you can get a hold of one, and that's kind of what it reminded me of. So for me, it was close, but I'm going to go with mustachios. What, Jamie, wood fired pizzas will be coming soon. Mm, can't wait. Actually, uh, I scored mine a tie. Um, mustachios had a lot going for it. Uh, like I said, the pepperonis, the cheese, 
Um, the thing that just, if they a little bit less burn on the crust, they would have had it. Um, that's what kept Macy's in the game. Um, Macy's with the extra cheese and the, the um, sprinkle on top of the pizza, was, it just made it a really good pizza. And I'm going to be honest, I uh, split it down the middle. Sean? Uh, full disclosure, this is the first uh, pizza Zabil's podcast where I have never tried either of the pizzas. So this was like a legitimate first time taste testing for me. Um, I just want to say that both were exceptionally filling pizzas. They're, you order one from Pistachio's, you order one from Macy's, you're going to get, you're going to be happy. The order from either establishment, um, I don't think you'll regret. That being said, uh, my score was a close one, uh, just like we all kind of demonstrated. I have Macy's winning the scorecard 3-2 on presentation, cheese and sauce, where I gave a mustachios, the cook and crust. Uh, I, I, like I said, but I fully enjoyed both pieces. They were both very, very filling, both very good. So, um, why don't you tell me the, um, value category here? One pizza was $25 after tax and the other one was about $27. Yeah. I don't think there's $2 difference there. I think, okay. uh, you know, we haven't really, reference coupons or things like that. But at, at 25 and 27, I think you're getting pretty decent value out of the pizzas. They're so close that if value is important to you, who is 25? Uh, mustachios. You might go, you might lean towards mustachios. That might be the $2 difference because like I said, both pizzas were, were very similar. Both were very filling. I didn't really have a knock on either of them. It really was just my preference and that's just, that's my take. But, um, you know, if we, if we consider value something, then, you know, mustaches might be where you, where you go. I will give the Instagram category to Macy's because if you don't follow them on Instagram, some of the stuff they come up with is wild. I would uh, definitely, they are good following Instagram. Oh yeah, they, uh, they are definitely, uh, they're in, the innovative. Crazies. Oh yeah, the dessert, innovative is uh, the, the dessert pizzas and everything they come up with are pretty crazy. Um, okay, so I'm going to catch a lot of ridicule here, uh, especially in the family because uh, I have three family members that work at this establishment, and today <laughs> I'm. Uh, you sure you want to do this? I'm going with Macy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Thanksgiving dinner is I not going to be fun at your house. No, I'm, uh, like I said, I'm going to catch a lot of grief, but, but, um, the, the two pizzas were similar, very similar. One edged out one category, the other one edged out another category. That being said, we had two, two for Macy, two for Mustachios, and we had Jamie on a split. So either pizza you're going to go with is a phenomenal choice, phenomenal choice. You're not going to go wrong with either one of them. So whatever you're feeling on that particular day, you know, is, is a good choice. So, um, yeah, so that's going to wrap that up. Like I said, we did, uh, we still have the Instagram, uh, Zabil's podcast. We're going to put uh, some reels there and YouTube. We're going to do the shorts and you'll be able to see the cheese pull. Um, you know, so these two pizzas definitely did slap. Right, Colin? Is that what we say? You definition fire, slap, please. Fire slaps. Yeah, tell the... Do not say fire slaps. Why? What does that mean? Nothing. It just doesn't sound good. Oh, so these pizzas just slaps? These pizza, in fact, slapped. Okay, these pizzas slapped. You got it right there. So two, two slaps, slapped. Okay, plural. Okay, never mind. All right. Um, so real quick before the Bills game starts, we are. I'm just going to do a little quick refresher on who predicted what score. 
Um, I predicted Bills 21-20. Corey, hope you're feeling better. Bills 34-30. Bill, um, wherever you may be in your journeys, he went uh, Bills 27-14. Skip went <laughs> Miami 35, Bills 32. Sean, uh, nail-biter, field goal, victory in overtime, Bills 35-32. Dennis is also picking um, the Dolphins 31-24. Brendan, who is uh, partying somewhere, Bills 28-21. Chris, who is uh, taking a nap because he got up every morning the last couple days to watch the uh, Ryder Cup, I believe is what it's called, right, over in England. Yeah, the Ryder Cup. Yeah, he uh, picked the Bills 29-24. Uh, our friend Connor picked the Bills 24-21. Kellen picked the Bills 28-24. Um, our good friend Bob from Trivia, he did uh, give us uh, some input and insight on this. He's going Bills 27-24. And I've got a friend, uh, Joe uh, M., who he knows who's out there. He picked the Dolphins 41-27. to so that being said, um, let's go Bills, and uh, we will talk to you after the game. Have a good one. Wow, what a game that was. Holy smokes. Never never expected that, right? I mean... That that was incredible, I unbelievable. Didn't... It was uh, unbelievable performance, and the uh, you'd be hard pressed to find uh, a better Bills game this season. I mean, hopefully they can keep this going. But oh man, what a statement win! Absolutely, just an absolutely throttling first quarter was back and back, and then they just they put their foot in the gas and said no more. Defense took over, offense cranked it up. We came out with a big W, and that's the pattern. Bills are gonna. Take a look and see what you got. The defense will make adjustments and like an anaconda squeeze you to anaconda. death. Squeeze you to death. <laughs> I love it. Ooh, you and your terms. Um. Well, Skip, what's your what's your initial impression? My initial impression is that Sean is in midseason form on his. Uh, what was that called when you make that little analogies, your hyperboles? I'm not an English teacher. I'm You're not sure. Teacher. Uh, metaphor. I think it's a metaphor, Whatever sir. you want to say, man, but you are mid-season. Uh, I'm you feeling pull, it. You pull the anaconda out from I'm, nowhere. I'm feeling it right now. You know, the, the Bills <laughs> were not accustomed as a Buffalo fan base to, to enter big games and not have a 13-second wide right, no goal moment. And the Bills, they looked, as you were talking about, they looked like they were in mid-season form. This had the feel, similar to last week against the Commanders, of they always seemed in control of the game. There was never a time where I saw them panic. Josh made smart plays. I mean, it was it was unbelievable. It was, it was, it was built to be the game of the year in the entire league, and the Buffalo Bills showed up and put a beating on their division rival. A beating. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to your new updated current. AFC East division leaders. Nice. Nice. No, it really was a good game. I mean, you, they did. They got in there. Um, I was a little uneasy going into the first quarter, and then once they stepped it up and were able to shut down Miami, just they were able to run away with it. But honestly, like the, this whole, I think all the hype, obviously because of last week's you know 70-point game, Miami had all kinds of hype coming into this week. 
And I was just glad to see the Bills kept their composure, were able to shut them down, and they were able to play their – they turned this game into their game and played their game plan throughout, and it was just nice to see. They never had to deviate one time. They dictated the game from the beginning to end. I, I um I don't I don't think there's a, a question that the Bills offense is not gonna score today. It was a matter of how the defense was gonna be able to stop that seventy point offense. But then again we saw today Denver uh allowing a lot more a lot of points, but not as much might as seventy, but um the defense uh was the one I the, the defense was awesome today. After the first series, I think I wrote down on my uh, Bills notes plate, the Bills D plus running game could be game changing for this game. You know, that was kind of my first impression was if the defense kind of can hold their own and be a difference maker and the, the Bills can take it and show they can run against Miami, that's your formula for success. And the Bills did that more. I mean, the defense was awesome. I mean, you had. Their biggest receiver was Tyreek Hill, 58 yards on three catches, which he's going to get his. That's unbelievable. But no touchdowns. Unbelievable that they kept him out of the end zone. Out of the end zone and not scoring 100 yards like he's been doing, or close to it. Waddle came back from the concussion, had 46, still held him. No touchdowns. They looked good. Defense looked good. They were. How many sacks did they have? Total it was sacks. Crazy. Uh, they had sacks, or I mean, the the rushes starting in the second quarter all the way through the rest of the game. They they decided they were going to blitz more and put pressure on Tua because that was going to be the way they were going to stop the long passes, and that was the a simple switch uh, for the defense, and they they were very effective. They were the rushing the front four again showed up without Von Miller and I mean some of those plays at the end of the game when there was Miami third and 27 and they had six guys, six seven guys 10 12 yards off the line of scrimmage the the Bills front four were still getting pressure, still getting hands into his face. It was unbelievable. Yeah, looking here, it's um, four if I can count right. Russo had two, Oliver had one and Jones had one. And yeah, that's great. They were getting in the backfield, and I've I've been one to harp on the Bills' offensive line a lot. And it looks like uh, they only gave up two. It was uh, that Ginkle got in the backfield yeah. twice, and other than that, that, that honestly, Allen had some time. He was able to make some moves, and he didn't have to rush the plays and make, have mistakes like have happened in a week one. But what a difference! He doesn't run the ball. There's no, I mean, no plays are being called for him to run the ball this year like we saw last year. Well, he had the touchdown. He he, but he Josh. did, he I did. Mean, but I'm, what I mean is he, he seemed like it was oh, like no. every other time he's running the ball. We talked about this. We, you know, after week one, this podcast should have been the anti-Josh Allen podcast because we took him to the woodshed. We took him to the cleaners, rightfully so. And clearly a podcast, Zabil's listener, he, the Buffalo Bills franchise did a 180 with Josh Allen, and, and literally has taken our advice. When Josh Allen is not the focal point of the game, the Bills are highly successful. He had one of, one of the, for my, my take, and we'll probably get into this a little bit later because I'm not going to let this argument die, he had one of the best games of his career, uh, <laughs> bar none, and I don't even know if he's your focal point. I don't, I'm not sure if he's as impressive as the Bills' defense. How many takeaways do they have? Five. You know, if we're not talking necessarily fumbles, but uh, fourth down stops, 
I think the defense had five. They shut down the Miami Dolphins on fourth down or picks or fumbles five times. As impressive as Josh Allen's game was, I, I still think the Bills' defense gets the first overall star. And then how many other turnovers could they have had if they Oof. weren't called back for a penalty? Trey White dropping that one. Yeah. Trey White dropped one. Uh, hopefully he uh, isn't too hurt and yeah. be back soon. That would be great. It doesn't look good. That's the only real negative, I think, of this game. Um, obviously an injury of like that magnitude feels a little better when you get a win, but it still hurts to have him down. And, you know, we, we saw him react as if there is something wrong, something seriously wrong. We just hope he recovers. And the tests come back that he's uh, it's, it's a minor injury. And that's our, our hope and our prayers and our thoughts. And that's, uh, yeah, that was the only negative. Yeah, I can think of. Yeah. hate to lose a player like that, but it is football. The defensive players that uh, have come in with high expectations who have kind of been underachievers, I think, finally made a name for themselves today. Russo had two sacks. Ed Oliver, who got an extension, played very well today. Um, Floyd is is being effective as a, as a free agent. Milano's, I think he had a, a wow game. He today. did. Like yeah. you, you like to see Skip every other, um, you know, have a big game. Yeah. Uh, Bernard was a little quiet, but that's okay. It was more of a gang effort today than just a solo performance. No, he did get hurt, so he left. No, I think that was Benford. And Benford, then he, I apologize. And then, he came, and then he came back. But the, we saw this, a pattern, again, this glorious Buffalo Bills pattern. They seem to give up a drive from the imposing team. That team's going to come down. We saw that with the Raiders. Um, I don't remember if we saw that with the Redskins last week, but certainly the Dolphins' offense after the Bills scored looked like they were last week unstoppable. And in my brain, I just said, well, okay, this is a pattern. Let's see if they're able to tighten it up. And they were able to. They were able to take over the game and really shut down Miami. No one seemed to have any sort of strategy for getting past the Bills. It was a bend, don't break defensive strategy, but uh, overall, it was a, a remarkable game. Unbelievable. Um, what do you guys think now of Dorsey and McDermott? I, I feel much more confident than I did last year. I think we, I mean, it's only four games in, but I think we can accurately say that the problem with the Bills' defense last year was the coordinator. They're playing better with McDermott calling the plays. They're not as timid. They make quicker adjustments. Definitely more aggressive. Much more aggressive. Blitzing more. And I think Dorsey's finally got the message. He, I think he calmed himself down after one year. He's not putting Josh in bad situations. He's calling the right plays. He's he's setting us up for the possibility to win as opposed to last year where he would. there were so many long balls. And maybe that's Josh audibling off. Maybe... I, I don't know. I don't know if we'll ever know. But it, they do both seem like they're calling excellent game plans so far. I'm just so impressed with the adjustments the defense makes so much more quicker than they have in the past. It seems like they can go down one. They might drive down on us, and, and McDermott comes back and says, okay, that's not working. We're going to adjust to this, 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 and this, or whatever he's doing. And someone shuts him down. What are your thoughts, Jamie? The defensive uh, adjustments have been absolutely incredible this year after the first week. Um, last year, you sat there watching the same play 
quarter after quarter, getting down the field, and just they never seemed to do anything about it. You'd watch the same play, and you're just like, what are we doing? They just did that. And, uh, no, this year, uh, play works really well for an offense, and it's the next time they try it, it seems we at least have an answer, or at least something to slow them down. Um, and like you're saying with the the Josh Allen, the running last year, not running so much this year, uh, yeah, you did have the running touchdown today, but that was a design play that if nothing was there to run it in, which is huge. It's better than that scramble, 10-yard, 30-yard, 20-yard run down the field. And thank – I'm sorry, to, and I know you guys talked about this last week, but thank God he is sliding. I've never seen someone slide, and I'm so happy to watch him slide. I'm so tired of watching him take those hits. They're just completely unnecessary. I'm going to get ahead of this right now because uh... – as the game was winding down, I had already decided who my game balls were going to, and it was a combination of Sean McDermott and Ken Dorsey. Um, that's how good of a game this was. With all the talents, you, uh, Josh's numbers looked great. The run game continued to stay firm. We already talked about the defense, how great it was, but my game ball would go to both the Sean and Ken Dorsey. They looked like uh, they had a game plan um, eight days ago, ready to go for Miami. They sold it to their players. They said, we're going to do this. This is how the offense and defense is going to go. And this was maybe the first game all year where I felt that the Buffalo Bills outcoached their opponent. I felt like that, that my, I know we, we talked about that at the end of the podcast, but I had written down McDermott for Dor- endorsing my game balls for, for this game. Well, since you jumped to the game ball section of the of the podcast, I also would agree that uh, definitely Dorsey. I feel like I'm watching more West Coast offense, and with the yep. players that we have, I believe yep. they're finally coaching for the players that they have on their roster and not trying to make players fit their scheme. And it looks very comfortable for everybody out there. They all know where they're supposed to be. They know what they're supposed to be doing. And uh, Dorsey, I think, is finally coming into his groove. Now, granted, it's only four games in. Uh, hopefully, they can keep this momentum going. I am a big fan right now of McDermott's defense. They're getting aggressive. They're also playing controlled. They're not going upfield uh, uncontrolled. They are staying home. Yes, there are one or two plays that they did lose contain that really rattle Sean's cage while we watch the games. Uh, it is very frustrating. The The one thing that I would love to see the Bills do is shut down these big runs. These, they, 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 they're facing good running backs, and they're struggling to make the big tackles because there's a – yes, they won by um, 28 points today, but there are, there are a few plays that they had a guy stumbling, like, at the line of scrimmage, and then they rip off another 20, 30 yards. So it's, it's frustrating to see that kind of stuff going, but – Hopefully they can clean that stuff up going forward. And but uh, I'm I'm definitely impressed with McDermott, and everyone's heard me say that I'm not a McDermott guy. Um, so far I'm liking what I'm seeing. So I've been converted, I guess. Um, yeah. So game ball to those two guys. Nice. Um, do you guys want to give your game ball, and then we'll get into some other stuff. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you guys. The coaches, both of um, them, mixing it up. I'm just looking at some of the stats. It looks like eight different guys saw the ball, receiving the ball, and um, three guys carried the ball. We're mixing it up. You don't never know what is going to come and where the ball is going to go. And I think you just keep – you got those two tight uh, two tight ends, Kincaid and uh, Knox. They used them quite, you know, in the first quarter, and then it seemed that 
using them underneath opened up the longer ball down the field and they were able to just keep, you know, keep the ball moving on the ground. And I think you keep mixing it up back and forth like that. You're going to find something open somewhere. So, I mean, yeah, it was a great game to watch and uh, well coached on both ends of the ball. You got a game ball? You can't Uh, pick Dorsey. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, You know what? I guess I will go with the, let's see here. I'm even going to go with the, I'm going to go with Milano. He had, you know, eight tackles. He was out there. He was all over the field. He was, you know, he put pressure out there and really, you know, helped uh, get the offense back out on the field. Good call on that one. I am going to give my game ball to the entire defensive line. I thought they were fantastic. They have been rushing with four. You don't see a whole lot of blitzes out of this team. They had that great one with uh, uh, White coming off the edge. But they have been rushing for, been getting pressure. Uh, I know we've had some issues with some long runs, but for the most part, they've been containing the run. They've been getting – it's just – it's so good to see that we can get – and we're only going to get better when Von Miller comes back. Only going to get better. I think that right now is our strength, is the fact that we are so deep at defensive line – it's 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 a joy to watch him play. So my game ball goes to the entire defensive line. Yeah, and that being said, it looks like um, Russo. He feels like he belongs at Oliver. Contract aside, feels like it feels like they, those two guys have made it. They've made, had an impact all season. You're now going to bring um, a veteran like Von Miller in off the bench. Literally, hopefully, they take care of him. They make sure he comes back the right way. But. Um, I, I, I just, I, that front four is going to be uh, unstoppable going forward. It, as you know, injuries aside, as long as they keep plowing. I mean, I, I Russo, I feels like he's gone another level this season, I, which which happens. You know, when you're a rookie, take some time. Three years in his career, he looks like he's first run quality, and the Bills hit again in the first round. So, do you think that's coaching, or do you think that is the effect of a guy like Von Miller, who is a Hall of Famer, taking those guys under his wings and saying, hey, listen, let me show you the little things that you can do. I see your game. Try this. Try that. What are your thoughts? I think it's a, it's a little bit of A, a little bit of B. I, I, it's a terrible answer to give you. I should be able to give you one, but you need to have patience with young players. I think that's where coaches, even in general managers, tend to struggle is they give up on players way too early, and they've let them basically simmer. They've let them cook the right way, and um, all of a sudden you're seeing the results of patience. And you can't you can't help having Von Miller be your number one fan, being a cheerleader, someone with that stature, uh, with his talent, with his pedigree, with his track record, Super Bowl winner, coming in there and talking your game up every single day. I mean, that's just great medicine right there. So I think it's both. I think really you got to give credit to both Von and the Bills coaching staff for and for having patience to see these guys grow instead of just training them shelving them, you know, beating them down until they had their confidence is zero. Rousseau has got a wingspan like a condor. He's a beast. That guy is, he is just, I think I saw a stat. What is he like? The poster used to be up at Wagman. What was he, six foot, six inches from fingertip yeah. to fingertip? He's a monster. Like, that's crazy. That is absolutely crazy. The tip balls were great today, watching those hands get thrown up and knocking the ball down. You know, it, you know. It's not as good as an interception, but if the ball never makes it to the receiver, that's a that's a great defensive strategy right there. You got that right. Absolutely. Um, okay, so you heard earlier that we do have two sponsors, and we'll get to them um, in a second. But uh, let's let's 
tackle two things. Um, Dodge Chiropractic is the official chiropractor for the Zabills podcast team. And that being said, um, I want to go around the table and ask everyone what they thought was the back-breaking play of the game. Skip, why don't you go first? Uh, where do I start? I... Mm, there's too many to choose from. We had a bunch. Because we, we, we were going through this, and, and we kept time. writing down, okay, this is it. Uh, and then two minutes later, nope, 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 this is it. Nope, 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 this is it. I think that it would definitely would be defense. I, I would say... The fumble recovery. I think they were getting ready to go down. I think it could have been a change. Um, I think when they recovered that fumble, to me that would be the back-breaking play of the game because they had gotten that long run. Or am I getting my plays confused? Were they the long run and they were going to go down? Are you talking about Miami's? Yeah. That one? They, they no, that was, no it was, it was turnover on down, so that wasn't the right. Right, run. yeah, absolutely. But they, they, they gave up that huge run. Then it was the touchdown, got called back on Miami, and they ended up scoring no points. Went fourth down, and they ended up taking seven off the board, and Miami got nothing All right, I'll out of that, that drive. That's mine. Okay. I'm taking that one. Um, I'm going to go with uh, that extra effort by Hardy when he caught that ball on the knees. Uh, no one touched him. He stood up, and he did that two-yard stretch and got the first down. I mean, that's you're out there, you're already up in the game, and you're showing that extra effort to get that first down. It was just, it was great to see. And um, it just shows that the whole, everybody has a ton of heart out there, and they just, they want these wins. It's nice to see. Uh, to piggyback on that real quick, sorry, Sean, is I've noticed this season that um, guys are, st- when when applicable, they are stretching plays they're stretching the plays when they need to and being smart about it because I know Diggs is is known for just going down like a sack of potatoes and and he's smart enough and he's been around long enough that he knows when to stretch it and not stretch it and I totally agree with with your call on the Hardy. Let's see what Sean says. Uh, Jamie totally was that student looking over my shoulder and copying my answer, and I'm so not ready now because... Uh, Welcome to my world. I, I, I've got something. I've got something, though, because I literally wrote down the Hardy thing. I, I actually called it. I said, if they get a first down here, the game's over. They're going to win, and we know what happened. Um, I am going to call the backbreaker play. If you can recall from, I believe, the second quarter, I believe it was second quarter because I wrote this down. Um, the Bills scored, or some, they, I, think, I can't remember if they scored a touchdown, and they got a call back on a play that I have never heard of really before, uh, re-reporting. And I believe this was the Diggs touchdown in the end zone. They either scored, or I, 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 I just wrote down um, right after Diggs got the touchdown for that one. Suck it, re-reporting. So the Bills got that penalty right there. Uh, they... I have to go back and look at it, but I don't know if they got a, a score pulled back, but then the next play, they just basically, it was digs in the end zone, and that's going to be my, my back-breaker play of the game. And the, the Bills never took the foot off the gas, as far as I'm concerned. Shout-out to my favorite Bills player, Kyle Ellen. Made another appearance. Um, I, I'm his number one fan. Um, love straight through. I want to see a full quarter of Kyle Allen this year before he's out. I was just going to say, you probably, you you need to see him. Like late third quarter, right? <laughs> <laughs> and whatever. Fourth, I would have liked him the last 15 minutes, but I'll take it. Kyle Allen, lots of love. He's in there again, my favorite Bills player. 
Um, backbreaker play is going to be uh, a couple of those handful of sacks late, like in the third quarter where you could really start to see the momentum start shifting and the defense just was, was relentless on them. And um, I'm trying to th- think one, maybe it was the, 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 uh, the Jones sack where he came in and pretty much pancaked him and laid on him. I think after that was a real shift in the, uh, the energy. Um, and then our other sponsor, uh, Empire Towing Recovery, we're going to do the uh, Empire Towing and Recovery moment of the game. So was there a moment where the Bills made a, uh, a, re- a recovery um, where maybe things were possibly shifting one direction and they came back and uh, recovered and momentum shifted back in their favor? No one was happier than Trey White after that missed opportunity right there, but... It will be. It won't even be a footnote in history because the next play they get the fumble recovery, right there and then. And the the Bills that was pretty much the nail. Now we know this, but it was the nail in the coffin. Um, the Bills get the turnover in Miami's territory. They only get three points out of it, but that was still at a point where these teams were trading scores, and it looked like Miami at any point could go down and score. We get that turnover, we get three points out of it. But I believe that one puts us up not fourteen, it puts us up seventeen, and we go in the half up seventeen, feeling exceptionally well. Uh, but no one felt better after that than Trey White because it was right in his hands. He could have gone for a pick six. Um, that to me would have been the the towing moment of the game. Okay, I will take the Micah Hyde interception. So, <laughs> sorry, Jamie. Jamie wanted it. I, I was, took I it. was googling I exactly when it, it happened. Snatched it right out of your hands. Sorry, sorry. Fair we enough. Should, we should probably go over notes before we do this <laughs> next time, so we're not fumbling all over each other. But uh, no, uh, it was so good to see him. Uh, he's still got wheels. He's such a smart player. It, again, that defense. I'm just so impressed with the defense this year, and I would say you know they just. Just, they look like they're playing on a different level. They're playing with more confidence. Uh, they really haven't missed a beat. Uh, it, it's just, it's just fun to watch. Jamie, do you have one? Have we given you enough time? Uh, I stalled I'm looking, enough, long I'm enough. Uh, I want to say, um, oh God! I'm How about you, Kyle? You got one? Go. Yeah, Kyle. Why don't you go? come on, I'm Kyle? Gonna, stall a little more for Jamie. What do you got? Um, the recovery moment of the game. Uh, I don't know. Um, there's many, many, many Josh Allen touchdowns that, uh, you know, I mean, he freaking looked amazing. I'm going to put it out there because it's got to be said because I'll kick myself if I don't. Um, this could look very badly in, I don't know, a month, two months, end of the season. But one of the major discussions we had, and I feel very strongly about is this is one of Josh Allen's, it, this might be the best game he's ever played in the Bills uniform. And we argued with you during the game that his best game to date was Kansas City 13 seconds. And I, I looked both. I looked at both. And it just, just these stats are unbelievable. And, and like I said, Allen's been overshadowed with this Abels podcast again because of how great the defense played. His numbers are off the charts. 21 for 25. Did some quick math in my head. It's 84% completion. Four touchdown throws. One touchdown run for 320 yards. Conversely, Kansas City, which obviously, Skip, I know you brought up a great point, playoffs, different scenario. Um, 
you know, his numbers, his numbers were, were just as good. I believe he had four touchdowns that game too, but his completions were only 73%. I think he was 27 for 37 um, in a Bills loss. Um, I think this, and, and it will look bad. Moment, yeah, I know it's yeah. a bigger moment. And, and it, it will, will age poorly, I assume, but that, Quietly, get canceled on this I might get comment. canceled. Well, you know what? I'll I'll jump to. I've already put a lot of stock in Kyle Allen, so I, I I've got a little life jacket there. But it, this could be an awful take in a month or two months or whatever. But this might be the greatest game he's played as a Buffalo Bill. Think of the hype that we all talked about coming in. Think about how we view. At least I did. The, this could be the greatest NFL game of this season for thirty-two teams, and he put up five touchdowns, three twenty in the air. And he's not the he's not the main theme. He's not the guy we're we're spending all we're giving all our love to the defense, rightfully so. Right, because the team they just played scored seventy last week, yeah. which is the second highest total in many, 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 many years. And they come in and stick hold them to twenty. Twenty. And we almost put fifty on them. Right. A fifty burger. Jenna. <laughs> I wanted, but no, Kyle Allen had to come in just to shut Viola. League MVP. <laughs> League MVP Kyle Allen. You've heard it from me. He's gonna get some love. I'll vote for him. Every time that man's on the field, God willing, it's in a relief effort. It's a beautiful day. It's a beautiful day. All right, guys. That was brought to us by Empire Towing and Recovery. 716-674-2400. 674-2400 for any of your towing or hauling needs that you need. Give our boys over at Empire a call. Um, yeah, speaking of them, uh, I know the owner pretty well, Adam, and he is a uh, terrific guy. And actually... We had to use them today because Dennis was making his way up here on the uh, podcast to the podcast recording and uh, had a breakdown and had to call Adam to uh, tow him. And um, we're going to get Denny here on the phone, I believe. We're going to have our first uh, on the scene. um, We practice this, folks. Hopefully, this this technology works. This will work. (laughs) We'll see. All right, uh, stand by. All right. Dang, here we go. Here we go. Countdown. Um, Technology is a great thing when it works. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Hold on there. Hold Dang. on, sir. Hold on. Here we go. All right, Denny, you there? Yep. All right, so we got you on here live on the Zod Bills podcast. We just told them that uh, you couldn't make it today because your car broke down on your way up here. And uh, Adam from Empire Towing and Recovery you called them up and they uh, saved your keister and uh, took care of you. Yeah, Empire is great for all your car care needs, so uh, that's who to go with. Um, yeah, speaking of that, they uh, local towing flatbed services. They have uh, a nine car hauler, a five car hauler, a four car hauler, and they also um, are getting into the commercial truck repair game. And this year they're celebrating their twenty year anniversary, and they have eighteen trucks. So again, Empire Towing Recovery. West Seneca, New York, 716-674-2400, Bullis Road. Give Adam a call. Good guy. All right, Dennis, um, while we got you on the line here, um, what did you think? I thought it was a great game. I uh, I can honestly say I've never been happier to be wrong because I thought the Dolphins would win. But uh, the Bills proved me wrong and everybody else wrong, I think, too. And uh, they did it in a way that I didn't think that they would do it. They did it with their offense, playing – in the right way. The defense came up big sometimes, but uh, especially that interception by Hyde. But I think overall, the offense was just just too good for them. Um, so were you more surprised that the defense played that well or the uh, offense scored that many points? 
I was I was more surprised with the defense, honestly. Like they, um, I mean, it's great because we're going to be getting Von Miller back next week. I think it is, uh, and so that's huge because we had some injuries in the secondary there today. So uh, I think the the pass rush was was huge. We had a few sacks. Rosu Rosu had a couple of them, and uh, you know I thought the defense uh, really set up big, uh, especially when we needed them to. And uh, you know the first couple the first couple possessions the Dolphins had. Um, you know, I thought it was going to be a score fest, but they uh, they clamped down pretty good. Oh, absolutely! When um, when they started just trading touchdown for touchdown for touchdown, I'm like, all right, somebody's going to get a stop here, and because otherwise this could get out of hand. And finally, the Bills' defense showed up. The yeah, I, I was kind of frustrated because I thought it was going to come down to that interception that Trey White dropped. Uh, I think it was the second quarter. He dropped it like right in the middle of the field, and. Uh, you know, I, I was thinking at that time, I was like, well, that's our chance right there. That's, that's what's going to put us over the top, but I guess we didn't, we didn't need it. I mean, um, like I, I'm always talking about, uh, you know, Josh Allen with the hero ball. Like, there's no hero ball. He had a great game, and, uh, you know, I think that, that's what, what kind of did it for us today. Yeah. All right. Hey, Dennis, it's Skip. Quick question for you. Hey, what's up? With uh, hey. Trey White going down, how do you think it's going to affect and – the season, the rest of the season, and do you think they bring Elam up, or are we going to have to suit him up next year, next week, or are they going to continue to keep him inactive and try and see what they can get for him on the open market? Yeah, you know, I, I was thinking about that, and uh, I think they'll 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 start Elam next week. I think, and uh, you know, I think with getting Von Miller back, I think they're gonna they're gonna um, you know they're gonna try to get more of a pass rush than they did before. Even though it was pretty good today, I think that that's what they're gonna try to do is to try to play a little bit more zone in the back end and try to get more uh, more pressure. Um, Dennis, Kyle, um, do you think they should bring Von Miller to London or let him just stay here and wait till we come back? Nope, bring him to London. I think the the four games was good enough. I think that we need him to, uh, you know, to play to, uh, you know, what's the saying, like uh, all gas, no break. So uh, I think you bring him to London if he's healthy and, and see where he, where he goes, you know. I almost want to disagree with you on that. I think you don't need him yet. I think you let him get more uh, another week of game preparation, speed, and endurance. And as of right now, I don't see a weak spot right now that we. I mean, they got they, they put Tua down several times. What what they would you say they had five, four sacks? I believe they had five, four, four five, or five sacks. sacks. How many hurries oh, and yeah, pressures yeah. and. I'd they like were in to, his I'd face like, a lot, I, Dennis. I'd like to see them hold him one week, but I also see your point too. Get him in there faster, maybe. He'll yeah, get I think. Um, I think what I would have done if I was the coach, and I'm not, unfortunately. You but, could be. Uh, you could be though. <laughs> yeah, hopefully someday. <laughs> uh, I think what I would have done was I would have sent Von Miller to uh, London like this week, like had him be there for a little while, get acclimated, uh, you know, make sure that he's feeling good, and um, you know that way he can. Um, you know, of course they're gonna. You know, I would think that you'd put him on like a pitch count, so to speak. You know, that kind of thing. But um, you know, get get him to London. That way, he's not uh, you know jet lagged or whatever. Dennis, this is Sean. Who's your game ball? Who gets your game ball this week? Oh, I think uh, I think it's got to be Diggs. I mean, um, like mm-hmm. that, like you know, like even in high school football, they tell you to play to the whistle. And so that that play where I think it was a fifty-five yard touchdown where he was on the sidelines. And he was, uh, you know, there was defensive, uh, I don't know, pass interference or holding or whatever it was. Um, he played through it. And he ended up scoring the touchdown off. He stops. They blow the whistle. 
you know, who knows? Like that kind of play, I feel like, is the kind of play that helped us win today. Uh, even though the, the score wasn't close, I feel like, you know, plays like that is uh, winning or losing right there. I'm so glad you said that because I don't feel we give Diggs enough credit. And he had a great game, quiet game, two, you know, two touchdowns. But you brought up that play, which I had slightly forgot about. Three touchdowns. Three touchdowns. Oh, after for the, what? Uh, skip through the challenge flag, and it turns out he's you, right. And you, I know you are the fact checker. I'm the fact checker. There, three <laughs> touchdowns for him, and and it was. Uh, but you're at that one play. You're absolutely right. You know, we call him a genius for giving himself up, but he fought through two dolphins and yep. ripped ripped. Uh, I believe that was the longest play of the year for the Bills. Right there, that touchdown you you uh, you talked about. Uh, yeah, it definitely definitely could be. I feel like uh, you know, I feel like football comes down to USA blocking and tackling, but it also comes down to little things like playing through the whistle. I think um, another thing that I noticed was uh, our offensive line for the most part was pretty good. Now Josh is pretty good at you know like shifting over and all that stuff, but um, I thought our, our offensive line like I'm I'm a real big offensive line guy, and uh, you know I, I always say that they don't do good enough or well enough, and um, I thought they did pretty well. Do you think that they should have tried to put fifty up on them? <laughs> um, I so so I was saying that they should have kept Allen in the game. I was like, what did they take him out with six or seven minutes left? Yeah, I, I, I said that they should have kept him in the game. But I mean, in hindsight, that's probably the better move to get him out. We, know, like, we need don't Kyle Allen in there. It's, it's it's not a complete yeah. victory unless Kyle's in there. Um, this just came off the presses from the NFL. Uh, Twitter feed in today's Buffalo Bill victory. Josh Allen became the second player in NFL history with 300 plus passing yards, four plus TD passes, one rush TD, and a perfect 158.3 rating, the highest attainable mark in a single game since Aaron Rodgers right, in 2019. Pass off, pass off to Josh Allen. Way gotta, to go. Gotta get yeah. You know what? That deserves absolutely. That- we might have to throw away the. I mean, might have to throw away the hero ball thing. You know that we always talk about. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that hero ball. Yeah, yeah, that that. that I think we, makes me nervous when he does stuff like that. Right, right, you but know, it, it think, was quiet. I, I think Josh Allen deserves the uh, the train. There you go. I think that uh, Josh Allen. The Bills have only lost one game where Josh Allen runs a touchdown and has one or more uh, passing touchdowns. So uh, I think that's always a big stat to remember, too. Also, uh, Dennis, do you believe, did you hear Nance? Sean brought it to our attention because we were gossiping or something during the game. Can you believe that 31 was it thir- thirty-one points was the most points the Bills have scored in a first half in 30 years? Did really? I didn't, I didn't hear that. That's, uh, that's pretty crazy. I, I've, yeah, I'm going to have to do some more fact-checking on Jim Nance and his staff. I like Jim Nance. I think, I think uh, right. to, to do it in this game, too, is uh, pretty special. Like This game was huge because if we lose this game, we go to 0-2 in the division, which is big for the end of the season. But now we're we're 1-1. One one. We're looking we're sitting pretty at the top of the division now. Oh, so, absolutely. Uh, this was a huge divisional game. Huge divisional game. I mean, like like growing up in the you know eighties and nineties, you know, with Jim Kelly and Dan Marino, the Dolphins were always a huge game. But uh, you know, now now that the teams are both pretty good now, it's nice to see the rivalry back. Um, what do you think about coaches Dorsey and McDermott now? I think that uh, I think McDermott's doing great with calling the defensive plays. I like I like it much better this year than last year, where last year we were playing off the ball. We're always waiting for things to happen. 
And I think in some of the situations you have to do that, but you have to make things happen. So I like seeing every now and then there's a blitz or like I think Trey White came in and he didn't get the sack, but he, he hurried to throw. And, uh, you know, little yeah. stuff like that is those little stats that don't get counted. That means a ton. Uh, we all were in agreement here. I'm pretty, pretty sure that uh, McDermott, with his aggressive play calling lately, I believe is is helping them play better. Yeah, definitely. And, and as, as far as Dorsey goes, I think that he's doing pretty good. I think that uh, um, I think that if you can have a little bit of a run game and a short passing game, that sets up the long ball a little bit. And and there you go. You know, when you're when you're uh, you know forcing the safeties to play off the ball as much as possible, then that helps you out. Do you think they're looking more and more like a uh, West Coast offense? Um, I I do actually. I was you know I actually thought about that a few days ago about how. Um, you know, there's more dink and dunk than there was before. And the thing that Josh Allen did today was he proved that we that's what we can do. Like we can kind of control the ball. And, um, you know, I think the big thing is like Dalton Kincaid, he had, uh, I think, four catches, three or four catches. And they didn't go for a lot of yards, but they were, I think, a couple were for first downs and like right in the middle of the field. I think that you need those little things to happen to make the bigger things happen. So. Yeah, because I, I, uh, I, th- I think the good. only ball that he threw downfield that was an errant ball, and only because Shakir couldn't hold it off his shoulder right. pad in his helmet. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. he looked really good for the couple that he did go downfield. Otherwise, everything was all that medium range, and he was his accuracy this year is is I, I like his accuracy. He is not throwing crazy high balls, balls really behind guys. Other than the Jets game where he. You know, looked a little. Um, what did I say? Jazzed up. He was a little too jazzed up in that one. But he's starting to look real focused. I think now. He is. Yeah, he's, he's he's looking good. Um, like I and I feel like that Shakir ball. I know which one you're talking about, where he almost caught it on his shoulder pad. He, that, uh, I, I felt like he threw the ball in a perfect place. What's that? That would have been a fifty burger if he caught that. I'm sure. Because they would have yeah, been inside yeah, the definitely. five. Definitely. I mean, you know, when the when the Dolphins put up seventy last week, getting a fifty would have been real nice. That's for sure. Yeah, that's what I was hoping for. That's my favorite kind of burger. <laughs> <laughs> with cheese, with cheese. Um, okay. Uh, and then uh, do you have a Doug Zakiopractic back-breaking play of the game moment? Uh, for for me, it might not be the, the best hit. It was no hit at actually at all. It was when Trey White got hurt. Uh, you, you hate seeing things like that. Like it was a non-contact uh, let's get to an Achilles, and uh, you know we probably lost him for most of the year, if not the whole year. And so when he we just got him back from the ACL that he had, so that's that's really tough to see. But that that hopefully gives Elam a, a shot next week or the weeks after, and we can see what what we really have with him if we need to get rid of him or if he turns into something, you know? Yeah. Well, if he's going to come in and he's not going to look good, who's going to want the guy? To be honest, and then if he does turn out to be really good. Then you might have to hold on to him because you don't know how long Trey White's going to be out, or what, yeah. what he's going to be when he comes back. Right? Because I don't think he's he's been quite the player that he was before the ACL that he is now. He seems a little more or less timid. He doesn't seem like he has quite the the explosiveness that he had before. So uh, two major injuries. I don't know how much he would have left in the tank. I I agree with that. That's what I was worried about when when I saw him throw his helmet across the field. I was kind of worried that uh, I was worried at first that it was his ACL, but then I was thinking about how when they did the replay, how he 
kind of hopped on one foot and I thought of an, of an Achilles right away. And it turns out that some kind of Achilles injury. And so, uh, yeah, you wonder, wonder what he's going to have left when he comes back in a year, you know, who knows when it, when it's going to be, uh, because what he just came back from, I feel like he was just starting to get back to his old form. Like the interception in Washington last week was great. Like how he kind of read the coverage and jumped in front of the receiver and, you know, all that. So I, I feel like he was, you know, slowly kind of coming back on, but you know, unfortunately, that's what happened. It does uh, yeah? The helmet throw, I think, was just pure frustration coming back and then getting hurt again. And uh, Dennis's point about Diggs, you know what? A hundred percent. I think we just take Diggs for granted because he's almost he's on almost every game. It's rare that you have a win and Diggs isn't a big part of it. So yeah, I I can't. That's a great call with Diggs and uh, good, how about acknowledging him. How about the celebration with the beer cans? That was an awful expensive celebration, don't you think? I mean, a little aggressive with two. I mean, I think, one, I two. Sometimes, sometimes you have to live in the moment, you know? <laughs> yeah, I hear you. So, somebody's out 40 bucks. Yeah, no doubt. But you know what, though? If I was that fan, I would. I, I, th- I think he'll be all right. Cool that Diggs just smashed two of his beers on his <laughs> face mask. Um, Dennis, do you have an Empire Towing and Recovery moment of the game? I think that uh, the fumble. That they, I think it was Milano that punched out the, the fumble in maybe the second quarter before the game kind of got away from the Dolphins. I think that was that was a big thing that happened. That kind of uh, you know little things like that you look for um, all game. They were trying to rip the ball away, and uh, you know that that kind of happened. So I, I think it was Milano. So I think that would be that would be my recovery of the game. Good pick, good pick on that one. Um, Dennis, I don't want to bring it up, but uh, you picked against the Bills. I did, I did, and uh, I, you know, I, I felt horrible doing it, but I was trying to, uh, you know, give credence to the fact that the Bills can get beat just like anybody else can. But um, like I said before, I'm, I'm, I've never been happier to be wrong. That's for sure. Well, skips, skips in the same boat. Uh, yeah. When you bet against them and they win, you still win. And that's the truth. You know? Yeah, I mean, that that's that's pretty good, pretty good stuff. I mean, you never know. I, I think they'll, I think they'll definitely win in win in London next week. But um, you know, gotta keep them honest. You know. Well, I mean, Miami. Look what they were doing. They were undefeated, and they were just look like a powerhouse. I mean, after I mean, I don't care how bad Denver is. Seventy points against another hey, team hey. in the NFL. That's a lot. And and the Bills played yeah. well, but I think we were thinking how good is how good is Washington? I mean, the Raiders were they? Eh, you know, so I I I went with my gut like you did, and I just I the eye test told me that we were might going to have a you know I said it was close. I gave him I only lose it by three, but uh, I'll take that and be wrong every day. Right, and I, I absolutely I like, absolutely, and you know I, I feel like the, the the seventy like that's a crazy number. I know it's happened before, but. You know, that's a crazy number. I, and I knew that this game today would be much different because it's a division game. You kind of never know what's going to happen in a division game. But, um, you know, I, I thought that the the Dolphins' offense between the speed and how they do the shift before the ball even snapped, and I just thought it was, I thought it was too much. But uh, I was wrong. And, uh, you know. Happy about it, too. <laughs> yeah, back to, the, back to the picks from last week's predictions. Uh no one picked any victory of the Bills of, like, more than six points. Actually, five, I think, is the big – nope, seven. 
Somebody picks a victory by seven. Otherwise, uh, nope, I'm wrong. Bill actually was the closest. He picked them by 13. The man who knows nothing about football. Yep, he was the closest. He was the close. Yeah, he had the biggest margin. Way to go, Bill. Yeah, Bill. Shout out to Bill. Way to go. Yeah. Neighbor Bill. Good job, Bill. Yeah. Um, okay. So, um, while I got you on the line here, Dennis, why don't, um, why don't you give me your prediction for next week? So, uh, my prediction for next week would be, uh, the Bills 31, Jaguars 20. And, uh, I, there's another thing I have to say that's not about football today. I have to wish my wife a happy anniversary. So, uh. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary to you two. Speaking of wives, oh, thank you. I uh, wanted to take a second of our uh, time here to thank all our wives and significant others and girlfriends of our podcast team to allow us to have fun with these shenanigans that we have every week of <laughs> hanging out with Kyle in the basement and doing other uh, crazy adventurous things that, that uh, normally we may not do so i want yeah to absolutely you. where where would we be without them right it's the truth right. tennis it's tennis has truth he's got good taste when it comes to uh weddings in october my wife and i will also have our anniversary later this week and stephanie if you're out there and i know you are listening to the za bills podcast because you're a loyal follower uh thank you for letting us continue this uh quest following the riding the coattails of the buffalo bills on hopefully an historic season Nice. She is your toughest critic, oh, as as is my wife. Yes, <laughs> yes. But uh, no, thank you to the wives and girlfriends who uh, let us have fun doing the things that we enjoy having fun doing. So, um, yeah. So why don't we continue on the picks, and then we'll get into a little uh, side banter with some random stuff. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, Skip, uh, I'm going to pick the Bills this week. I think uh, they're going to go into London. I don't think it's going to be a thump down like today's was. Uh, I think you got jet lag. You're playing a Jags team who's already been acclimated because they're staying over there. They just played England today, and they're going to stay there. So I don't. I think they're going to have a little bit of advantage when it comes to that. But I still think the Bills um, are the much better team. <sighs> I don't know if it's going to be a high scoring. I'm going to say. Bills 27, Jags 19. Anybody else? Who wants to be next? I'll go next. Uh, This game scares me unbelievably because uh, I put my perfect record up there with the Bills at uh, 4-0 on the line. Uh, Jacksonville won in London today. They seem to thrive when they're in London. They have two games. They play today. They play next week against the Bills. The Bills have to go across the Atlantic They've got to deal with the time adjustment. Um, I think this is going to be a lot tougher game. I almost want to pick Jacksonville, but how can you do that? How can you pick Jacksonville after such a dominant win? And you have a perfect record. I do. So I do. I'm, wanna, I'm nervous. I, I think I'd feel better if, it, if I was like 3-1 and one or 2-2, two and two, like other participants of the podcast currently at the table. But at the same time, <laughs> I, I got to talk myself out of it. I got to go Bills. I'm going to go... They're they're very comfortable scoring thirty points. I'm gonna I'm gonna have them going thirty seven. Uh, I'll go Jacksonville fourteen. I, if it was anywhere but London, I think it would be a runaway Bills game. But London make London scares me. It does scare me. That's that's some 
some serious home field advantage for the Jacksonville Jaguars, considering they're already there, and the Bills are going to have to adjust, I think they will. I think I go 5-0. and Can you repeat the Jacksonville? You said 37 Bills. 14. 37-14. Okay. Um, oh, hold on. Bills 37, Jacksonville 14. Yes, sir. But yet it scares you. It does. But not enough to pick a close game. You, you know what? Um, well, hold on, hold yeah, on, hold on. No. So, so far the Bills, they were a two-and-a-half-point favorite this week. They won by 28. Last week they were a six-and-a-half-point favorite, and they won by, what, 34? Right. And then the week before that they were, what, eight-point favorites, and they won by uh, they won by 28. Right, so, Raiders, so so Vegas can't understand the Buffalo Bills is what you're trying to tell me. And they, is 100% they clearly, I mean, if you took the over in this game like you should have, you oh, took God. Vegas to 54. the cleaners. Um, Dennis, did you think they were going to be over or under on 53 and a half? I'm, I'm sorry, how many points was it? 53 and a half. Uh, for the London game? No, 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 no. For this past game, they were 53 and a half. The over-under was 53 and a half. Did you think the Bills-Dolphins were going to be over-under? Oh, I thought I thought they would have been over. Okay, so you were right. Yeah. Okay. Way to go. All right, Jamie. Um, Let's see. Going into next week, I'm going to go with uh, 28 uh, to 24 for the Bills. 28. And I'm giving... Uh, Jacksonville, the 24, because like uh, Skip said, they're going to be acclimated. They've been there for a week. Um, so I think they'll be able to put some points up, but I'm really hoping uh, the offense will be firing and uh, we can put up more. All right. Um, by the way, Dennis, we have Jamie here with us today. He was at the uh, – I'm sure – I think you two have met before, so he was a special guest today. Hey, Jamie. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good. All right. Um I'm going to keep my spreadsheet looking like bills all the way down because I like uh, uh, patterns, I guess. Um, I'm going to go bills 31, Jacksonville 10. I think that I think the momentum's going to go keep rolling and they're going to, I think, hammer them pretty good. Okay, so we'll um, we'll fill in the bracket later at some other time, but. Um, all right, that's our picks for next week. We'll review those next week. Um, okay, so I had a question for you guys. Um, Dennis, if you have to leave at any time, just let us know, but I'm going to start just BSing a little bit here. What do you guys think of this random fad, if you will call it, the ice baths? What's your thoughts on this stuff? You mean like the players after their games? or No, like people just building an ice bath in their basement and they soak in this ice water for three to five minutes a day. I guess if you've got issues and problems and it works and you got the money to do it, go for it. Right. I don't have a problem with it. Right, medically. I, mean, I don't know if I would do I've, it. I've heard that can be really good for you. I've but, heard great uh, things about it. I just, you know, I'm just wondering if it's all hocus pocus yet or what. I'm going to start the countdown on to when Kyle builds one in his basement. I'm going with it. Two weeks, it'll be up down here. Be right uh, next to the soft serve machine. Yeah. Well, you know what? When Arctic Ice wants to sponsor that tub... Then we'll get one. I you know it. what? I'll give I'll give a, a call out to my buddy Joe over at J&L Ice and see if he can. I know Joe would take care of us. If you wanted to do the, the ice plunge, Joe would definitely take care of it for us. No, it would be the pre-podcast soak. We could build a big <laughs> enough thing where there's eight people in it. We could all be soaking eating with ice cubes and whatnot. Well, uh, uh, you know, this is kind of a weird transition, so I'm going to kind of uh, take Kyle's random question about ice baths and re-loop it back to the Bills. Um, 
DeMar Hamlin came back. It was great to see him play today. He had a couple of uh, plays on the uh, special teams. Um, and you're talking about ice baths. It, it brought up the memory of Kevin Everett, who by all accounts mm. should have been paralyzed, but that was one of the strategies they used was to basically soak him um, in ice bath to take off the pressure. And in essence, he never played again, but he had, he's got, he's a full functioning human being, you know, with the capabilities of being able to walk, run. So um, totally off base there, looping it back. But, you know, that was at the time when that did occur in 2007, that was revolutionary because growing up as a young kid, um, we were accustomed to seeing football players have spinal cord injuries um, in the 90s. And that was uh, looping it back to the Buffalo Bills. want to throw out love to DeMar Hamlin for making uh, his game appearance after his January 2nd um, incident, accident, if you will. And, uh, yeah, that's what I got. That's my, my fact for you. Hey, um, good job on that, Johnny Segway. Hey, there it is. Johnny Segway right there. Okay. Um, Skip, is there anything new uh, since we last saw you? Since we last saw me, I'm trying to think. Again, I live such a uneventful existence right now. I wish I had something cool to tell you. I wish I had something wild to tell I will tell you one thing. I walked into my house on Friday, and we had a little bit of a sewer issue. And I'm going to tell you something. That is not something you want to walk into on a Friday after you just got done working and you want to enjoy yourself for the day, to walk into that stench and have to walk downstairs and take care of that. Luckily, the plumber, shout out to Gideon. The man is awesome. He was came all the way from Angola up to Williamsville within an hour. Gideon. Gideon, that's the, not, that's the man's not, name. Not RJZ plumbers? RJZ plumbers, uh, no. I don't know if they have a snake or a camera or that kind of stuff to do that. Uh, but uh, if Milwaukee yeah, makes it, if Milwaukee makes it, he'll probably have yeah, it pretty uh, soon. You know who you are. But, uh, yeah, he, he came and to took this. care of it. He um, he doesn't listen to podcasts. I've tried to get him in on a podcast to help enhance his business, and he just uh, does not have the time to do it, unfortunately. All right. That's so his, his loss. So he, he has no idea what we're talking about. He doesn't well, know we're talking about we're him. We're talking about him now. Someday, maybe. But, uh, so no, you getting sewer backup? Sewer backup. I want to tell you something. This camera he had that he stuck down was phenomenal. It was high def. You, you, the light was in, fantastic. Could see everything. You could see the water flowing. We could see exactly where the where it was getting plugged. And my man Gideon took care of it, got it out, and uh, we have some residents. Uh, the downstairs of uh, the place where I'm at is uh, Airbnb, and we had some residents, and it was fixed. We bleached it, got some the smell out of there. While they were gone, they never knew there was an issue. So, question question about your this, your snake. Or the or Gideon snake. I'd like, I'd like to know how long is Gideon's snake? Well, Gideon. <laughs> we'll have to ask Gideon because I don't have that answer for you. I did not look to see what it was. I, I mean, is it like on a a wheel? Loom yeah, thing so it's where it's a it's it a rigid two hundred feet maybe or something. Very well because it's it's a small fiber optic cable and he oh. kind of just slides it down there and it's wild because it tells you exactly how many feet out, how many feet down it's gone, and then how many feet. So it knows whether it's going vertically. 
or horizontally. That's great for guys that have to dig out the front yard to find out exactly where your block exactly is. Exactly where it is. And he took a video of it, so we have the video for next time to know exactly at what location where our, our problem is. So if we have any issues going forward, next time if we have anything, we can refer back to the video to say, hey. That's, that's uh And I'm sure we've lost about... 20 listeners right now that have like, I can't deal with this. This is so boring. But sorry, guys, you asked me. I gave hey, you, you know what? Yeah, people people good. might need a snake. Absolutely. You might. Yeah. Um, you know, I gotta do say, shout out to our sponsor, Dr. Bob, over at Dutch Chiropractic for these phenomenal skeleton hand back scratchers. Uh, uh, back scratchers she gave us to him. I don't know, Bob, did you get a deal because they're left handed? Because I'm right-handed. I would like a right-handed one, but I'll, I'll deal with the left-handed right now. But these have come in handy. I've been scratching my back the entire game. And some they're beards. No, some are beards. Yeah. <laughs> um, Jamie, do you want me to put you on the spot next, or should I go to Sean or Dennis? With the question about what's new? Yeah, what do you got going on? Anything you want to talk about? Uh, I mean, I really just uh, no work. Hauling uh, for Jesus? Oh Yeah, just, you know, trucking for Jesus. Staying working, staying busy. Um... You know, just enjoying the weather while we still have it, uh, getting stuff from the outside stuff put away and getting ready for the BS white stuff that we know is coming. Mm, stop yeah. it. Yeah. Pretty stop much it. all I'm prepping for. All right, yep. Sean, I got to know, are your blow-ups all up for Halloween? Oh, they're uh, all 35 of them are in force. We, you want to repeat that? How many do you have? Uh, 35, 37. It's We've some got some in reserve. We just don't have the lawn space uh, for the Halloween decoration inflatables. That is... Kind so of takes over our you life. Ran out of lawn space. I have run out. Yeah. Can you rent space from your neighbors? I've asked. We we've negotiated <laughs> that with our no, no, not at all. With our neighbors next door, we usually uh, make them dinner for once, twice, three times a week, and then all of a sudden we get to use their their, their lawn for our Christmas and Halloween displays, and that's that's it. That's the the dedicated of a, of a father of three. I'll have to uh, notify my wife and children that they are up, so they can take the long walk home just to check it out. <laughs> Absolutely. It's not too far out of the way for your kids, Jamie. Um, Sean. Yes, sir. May I critique your lawn display? Uh, you can if you'd like to. I mean, I have, uh, you know, this is, if this is the. I have a suggestion. Sean and Sons lawn display thing. I've turned it over to, to the boys, but go for it. What do you have? I would like to see more animatronics. And I know the, like, maybe you could sell off a few blow ups to recoup right. the cost to invest in a couple more animatronics. There's 35 in the basement. We only bring those out on Halloween night. So just so you know, we, so, we do have, we do have plenty of animatronics. Wait, 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 wait. Yes, sir. You have 37 blow ups. Yes. Currently. Right. And come Halloween night, we put out all the animatronics. You will then add 35 animatronics. Right. Right. For like a total of like, 80 of, like, 75? Right around there. You know, about the 35, about 70 when everything's said and done. If it's not raining, if the weather's good, they go right in the driveway, right in the garage. Uh, we set a record last year for about 25 kids crying at our house. We're going to try to dull it down a little bit this year. Hey, um, I actually felt really don't bad. Do it. Don't you got to beat the record. A lot, of the, lot, of, the, lot of the kids were tearing uh, up trying to get... All I want to do is get, get a candy bar, and all of a sudden they, they went... You know, parents are chasing their kids down their street because they're running from our house. Uh, folks, when the display is fully erect, we will get a uh, YouTube uh, uh, of his show. We'll, we'll broadcast his show. Right. We'll show you what that looks like. Uh, you guys can write in on what you think. Uh, speaking of of uh, listener interactions, why don't you um, comment, like, subscribe, review, rate, all those good things, uh, um, the YouTubes, the Instagram, 
wherever. Let us know what pizza places you'd like us to try next. There are many, 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 many places that are very, very, very good that uh, we haven't even scratched the surface on. We have a list of some that are uh, coming up next. We try to have the uh, big heavy hitters for big, important games. Um, So, yeah. So get at us with that stuff. Um, Dennis, what do you, what do you, oh, sorry. Are you, I'm all set. I'm all good. Okay. Dennis, what do you got going on? What did you and the the wife, the missus do today to celebrate? Just, uh, watching the bills decimate the dolphins. That's a good way to celebrate. Yeah. Yeah. She, uh, she's very good about, uh, let me watch the football. So, uh, that foosball, we watched the bills the beat the dolphins and it was, uh, pretty good stuff. Couldn't ask for, for a better anniversary, you know? Yep. Absolutely. So yeah, just uh, good, good anniversary stuff, and uh, you know the week always goes better after Bills win. That's for sure. Amen. Um, there's this is this could be very this could be a a, a weird uh, thing to discuss. I um and I kind of was observing while I was working this week, and um my my stepdad um has a theory that. Only nicely manicured lawns and properties end up with garbage on their lawns as opposed to (laughs) lawns that are not taken care of. And I started to watch my surroundings as I'm driving around, and I almost think he's there's something to it. And I don't know if it's because the nicer, clean, trimmed lawns allows for Debris. That's for you, Corey. Debris to end up on people's lawns or he, my stepdad almost believes that people intentionally litter onto his property because it's nice, because it's not going to make a difference if you throw, if you throw litter onto someone's yard, that looks like crap. I think the litter is just more pronounced on a nice lawn. I mean, if the lawn's a mess and there's some garbage in there, you may not notice it, but on that pristine lawn, it's there like a you know like a highlighter. It's just there. It is. You can see it, and it clearly drives him crazy. <laughs> he has a whole theory about it. <laughs> it definitely does uh, bother him a little bit, and I uh, and I totally understand what he's talking about. I was driving around the other day, and I'm like, oh man, look at that's a nice lawn, and there's crap all over it. But near that lawn or or property was a not as well manicured, taller grassed, weedy area that also had. Debris caught in it. Um, Debris. Yeah, Debris. Corey, like, Corey and I like to say Debris. Is there a and reason behind that, or is that just, just something you guys I think he likes to phonetically spell words sometimes, and Debris is one of them. Um, he does like to go against the grain. Yes, he does. Um, but that's why we love him. That's right. So, yeah, so I guess there is something to, I don't know. What do you think, Sean? I, I know what I think it's. Because uh, you have a lot of nice things on I, your lawn. I, so have you noticed any extra Debris from people I, driving by saying. Nothing. Hey, there's. I'll throw some stuff on that guy's lawn. No, although with the the decorations, you probably wouldn't find it until probably November first when they all come down. But no, I we try to keep our block as crystal clean as as possible. Love the love the Tarantanawanda. Oh, you know what? Speaking of your front lawn, Skip, do you own a chainsaw? I do not own a chainsaw. That's that's a surprise. Okay, Jamie, do you own a chainsaw? Um, I will have to get back to you on that. I believe there may be one in the pile of stuff in my garage. <laughs> I only ask because uh, Sean's got an ash tree that we're thinking about taking down mm. after his blow-ups, and it's not too big, uh, definitely a two-man job. 
uh, we'll probably limit first and then uh, set our path of uh, timber. He did say he did say ash tree, not ass tree. Ash, um, ash. I mean, just want to make sure the pod <laughs> listeners out there, because they would just probably outside the decorations want to come see my ass tree, but I don't. I don't have that. Just just an ash one. It's yeah. gotta go. Yeah. Um, just gave us a PG rating for that. Thanks, buddy. Hey, you know what? It's I got to keep it clean. Someone clean. Okay. Um, do you have to leave, Sean? I got to go. Yeah. Okay. Duty um, comes. Well, thanks for joining another episode this week, Sean. It's it. always a pleasure having Gentlemen, you on here. It was a fantastic experience. Uh, it was a fantastic Bills win. Uh, I think Skip might have been Jamie said it's always it might have been geez, it might have been Dennis I don't know who said it I think it might have been Skip it, it's always great a Monday is that much better when the Bills win absolutely and the way they won and the team they beat Oof. gentlemen congratulations Sean if I uh, don't see you before Sunday we'll see you at nine ish a.m. for uh, yeah take take what you need here take those stickers take Zah the, Bills podcast yeah um, yeah we'll see you next Sunday nine o'clock for the Buffalo Bills brunch game. Where, yes, folks, we will be reviewing Buffalo's best breakfast pizzas. We'll have to find something for Skip to eat because I doubt he eats breakfast pizza. I don't eat breakfast pizza. Yeah. So I ain't got my pizza. Um, all right. You'll have to let me know what you want. I'll figure it out. Uh, Dennis, are you coming to that? Yeah. Yeah. I should be there at some point. I'm okay. sure if, I, uh, if I'll uh, partake in the, the pizza for the breakfast pizza, but uh, I'll be there. Okay. Way to go, Dennis. Boycott the pizza. No breakfast pizza for me. There's just some things that don't belong on a pizza. And I know I go against the grain, but you don't. Breakfast should not be on a pizza, nor should tacos be on a pizza. That's just my thoughts. I, uh, the taco, I would try. Uh, I don't think I'd order it, but no. I, um, I actually tried a pizza once and I was going to have them on the list. It's, uh, Grasso's out by DePew High School. And they had a baked potato pizza. Baked potato? It, like, had mashed potatoes on it or something. It was kind of different, but... Um, oh, how was that? Who knows? It was, it was Didn't right. we have that... What do we have, that French... We had French onion soup, soup pizza from Gino's. That I thought was, was delicious. Be terrible, and it was a... It was really good. That was, like, the best pizza I've ever had from him, so... Um, before we end the show, uh, which I'm sure is coming up soon here, I just want to talk about... Uh, Dr. Bob and Duzik's Chiropractic or Dr. Duzik's Neck and Back Pain Clinic. He has uh, three locations. Um, the first one is 338 Harris Hill Road, uh, Suite 111 in Williamsville. He has another office at 3435 Harlem Road, Suite 7, Cheektowaga. And by special appointment only, uh, 5149 Baker Road in Little Valley, uh, I'm going to, Dr. Bob also has a couple, Skip mentioned it earlier, Airbnbs, uh, in the Ellicottville area. So if that's something that ever interests you, I'm sure he would, uh, love to book those up. I don't think he's having any trouble doing that right now. Um, so yeah, if you ever wanted to reach out to, uh, Doug's a chiropractic, you would like to call 716-634-6272, or if you wanted to shoot him an email, it's Dudzik. D-U-D-Z-I-K, chiropractic at gmail.com. And I believe he's on the socials, Facebook, Twitter, and uh, Instagram. So, again, I'd like to thank uh, Dr. Bob and Doug's at Chiropractic and Adam over at Empire Towing and Recovery for helping support the show. Um, Every little bit uh, does help. Um, And, uh, yeah, so next week we're going to meet 
for um, the brunch game, and we'll record after that. You might have some crazy people entertaining you on this uh, that week, and uh, we'll do breakfast pizzas. We all know that Tops is probably going to slap the best, um, and we're going to look to see what a close second would be. And You're uh, calling it already? Dude. You're calling it already? I know you don't like breakfast pizza. You'll uh, just have to try a slice. Uh, it, maybe yeah, breakfast pizza it, is all pretty, right. pretty all good. Right, what all was right. that, Jamie? I said the Tops breakfast pizza is pretty good. I, it, I'm, I'll i be interested to see who who uh, what you put up against that. So DePaulo's makes one, Just Pizza makes one, Imperial makes one. So oh, depending upon options. how early I can get any of those locations, Dennis is our South Towns delivery guy. So if it works out and he'd be willing to bring one up for us, um, you know, those breakfast pizzas will be sponsored again by uh, Doug's at Chiropractic because – they are the pizza sponsor. Yeah, you got to actually, uh, if you get a chance, text me over that number. I'll try giving him a call, see if he can uh, help out with the old uh, shoulder issue and back issue we got going on some days. So, yeah, definitely uh, send that over, and I'll uh, maybe it'll be a review. So, I've never been to the chiropractor before, so oh, we'll see what we can set well, up. He, <laughs> you will enjoy it. If someone else had as good as hands as Diggs, it's Dr. Bob. He's got some really good hands. Hands like digs. I love it. Hands like digs. That's his new slogan. Dr. Bob, hands go. like digs. Um, so, so yeah, Bob, Dr. Bob at Doug's Chiropractic is, our spon- is a sponsor, and I uh, will just say that I met him uh, about 22 years ago. Mm. I was uh, delivering in Erie, Pennsylvania, and I uh, got injured on the job. And a day or two later, I was unable to move out of my bed. And Skip had already been a client and friend of his, and uh, he got me in. And it was um, it was a decent little road to recovery for sure. Uh, but he did get me um, back to 100%, and uh, I've uh, always trusted him since. He always seems to get me back in uh, back in alignment in the swing and uh, aligned. And um, yeah, he's a really good guy. So. Uh, a little bias there, but uh, he did. Uh, he he has fixed me a few, several times, and I'm sure he's helped Skip a few times because he and I both have back issues. So oh, that's great. Yeah, I didn't know you had both gone there. No, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm definitely oh, yeah. intrigued. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, I'll yeah. Doctor Bob's the best. You'll love him. Yeah, uh, wife and, and Dennis, Dennis is a client also. Yeah, man. Oh yeah. Wow. Come on, jump on that train, I, uh, Jamie. I'm ready. To, I've jump been on that train. It, talking about it for years, you know. I've always had the mentality. Oh yeah, I'll be fine. I can pick that up. And my back is uh, taking some punishment over the years. And I so that yeah, I'll be uh, definitely getting that number from Kyle and give him a call. He does not only adjust adults; he also adjusts children because my two boys have been adjusted also. Just to let you know, he does families. Perfect. So, yeah. Um, yeah, and then again, uh, Adam over at Empire Towing and Recovery. If you ever have a breakdown or anything and need a tow, or if you uh, own a business and have commercial trucks, they're uh, repairing commercial trucks now. And like I said, if maybe if you uh, drank a little too much at the a Bills game and you were in the wrong spot and your stuff gets towed, you know he might be the guy. <laughs> it might end up at his place. So um, you know maybe he'd help you out if you mentioned the Zod Bills podcast. If you uh, Dranky, dranky a little too much the day before and forgot about your car. Um, also another great guy. Um, yeah, he's got really good equipment, and he's got a great staff that uh, drive for him. So, um, Dennis, do you have anything else for us before we sign off? No, nice and, nice and quiet. Just, uh, you know, enjoying the Bills win, and, uh, you know, doesn't get any better than that, right? I, I 
I bet for bet on the Bills this week, and I was nervous with that bet just because 70 points against any NFL team is a ridiculous amount of points. And I thought maybe uh, you and Skip uh, ha- were going um, the right, the better direction on that. And uh, I'm glad you two are wrong because today was a beautiful win. I didn't expect it, especially when they were going toe-to-toe, toe-to-toe, and then finding the Bills ran away with it. It was a great feeling. and oh. Yeah, I, I think the Bills proved a lot today with, uh, with the win. I think that's a, what do they call it, like a statement of victory. Oh, absolutely! They put a stamp on it now. I think every I I can't wait to see uh, some of the power rankings online to see how the Bills jumped up. So I gotta check in with Colin Hurd's hierarchy of yeah. power, or whatever it's called. So Colin Cowherd. Yeah, I I only watch him for the power rankings, and I get into what he says. Um, but I'll tell you what: as long as Josh Allen keeps playing consistently, like how he's been playing, I think this team is going to be very difficult to stop. Very difficult, especially Absolutely. the defense is firing now, and the offense seems to have a group. I mean, the plays they were running didn't even seem that difficult, and they were w- open all day. Uh, although, so was Miami, and and the pass defense in the beginning kind of uh, startled me. But you know, I think a big thing to think about too is with with the defense is that uh, I think Tyreek Hill only had three three catches today. Three catches, which is for I mean, he's been tearing the league up. Yards. So, yeah, yeah, they held him to a fifty fifty burger, your favorite kind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, but yeah. So, um, all right. Well, Jamie or Skip, you have anything else? No, just go Bills. Yeah, go Bills. Um, and Dennis, you said you were good? Yep, yep, absolutely. Go Bills. All right. Hey, Dennis, uh, thank you so much for uh, being our call-in today and uh, that Adam could help you get back home, on, uh, especially on your anniversary. can't believe your wife was going to let you come up here, especially on your first anniversary, too, so... Yeah, I know. It's pretty pretty crazy. She she got me uh she got me going and uh and he got me going, so that's good. Yeah. Um yeah, I'll see Adam tomorrow. I'll make sure to thank him for that one. So um but yeah. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well I'll see you next week, Dennis, and hopefully I'll see you too and Sean and everybody mm-hmm. else next week for the big Bills party. It's the annual driveway party and what a greater uh day to pick than breakfast, so All right. Sounds good. Go Bills. All right. Go Bills. Go, Go Bills. Bills. All right, see you guys. <laughs>